All right, let's go for it. Cool. And what is up, everybody? Super good to be back today. Back-to-back -to -back live streams. Had one yesterday. Do another one today. This time with a DOK veteran who I'm lucky enough to have known for quite some time at this point, in terms of when we first got connected to the podcast a while back. That being said, if this is your first time in the data on Kubernetes community, welcome. I uh, just want to let you know a couple of important things that are going on. It's no coincidence that our speaker today joined us at DOK Day uh, 2022 EU for a live stream that he did about the topic that we're going to be speaking about today, but taking it much further, right? We got, to, we got a little bit of a sample about a month ago, and now we're going to be taking a deeper dive. But with KubeCon in mind, just want to let you know that our CFP is open for DOK Day um, in Detroit, which will be on October 24th. There will be an in-person component. There will also be an online component. So in whatever way you're going to be there, if you would like to submit a talk, the CFP is open. And if you're not sure about what kind of things we're looking for, you have some guidance there on Sessionize, but also feel free to jump in Slack if you have a specific idea that you'd like to share. We want to focus on end-user content, getting underrepresented folks from underrepresented groups uh, speaking spots. So if you aren't from an underrepresented group, but you know somebody who is, you can give the talk together, you can give them their spot, all those different things. So keep that in mind. Another thing in terms of DOK action that's going on next week is that I will be live in London. We'll be doing our third in-person meetup in London. Um, I'll leave the link for that here. If you're in London, if you know someone in London, if you're not sure if you can maybe go to London, this could be a good time to go. We've already got about 100 people signed up. It's going to be really good. We've got a panel and two lightning talks. Without further ado, I would like to introduce our speaker who next week will be speaking at KCD Berlin. And I'm going to leave a link to that in case you're going to be around Berlin. I'm going to be speaking about a really cool topic that I'll let him introduce better. His name is Jakob Schultz. He's a Streamsy maintainer and an awesome human being. And we're going to talk today about social media analytics using Kafka. Anyway, welcome. Great to have you back. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me here and uh, welcome everyone to this meetup. Awesome. So that being said, for people who don't know you, can you just give them a little bit of background about yourself and maybe how you got into Streamsy, how you got into streaming? What's the backstory? Yeah, sure. So. Uh... My name is Jakub Scholz. For those who don't know me, I work for Red Hat, and really the main focus of uh, of my work is the project called Streamsy, and uh, that's all about running Apache Kafka on uh, on Kubernetes. And uh, really, the story how I got to that is that even in the past, I spent a lot of time working with uh, messaging. Uh, not necessarily only with Kafka, but also with other messaging protocols. And uh, over the time that pretty much brought me to Red Hat and uh, to the Kafka space where we thought, hey, it would be nice if it was super easy to run Apache Kafka on uh, Kubernetes. And that's how we basically started the, the Streamsy project. Very, very good. Well, that's that's a that's a nice thing to hear about how they got started, and also in addition with our community, you know, we talked a lot about database and storage. Really nice to see these other use cases of different kinds of technologies being brought into the Kubernetes ecosystem. And so, anyway, without further ado, though, if you want to start sharing your screen, as a reminder, folks, as usual, feel free to ask questions here and in the chat. Also, if you have other questions, Jakob is very available on our Slack, in the CNCF Slack, Streamsy Slack, pretty easy to find. And, and very happy to answer questions. So if you have anything in mind, please let us know, either here or elsewhere. So that being said, take it away. Yeah, thanks. So welcome everyone to this talk about building your own social media analytics. Uh, 
we already went through the introduction, so uh, I think we can skip this. And let's get to what we will be talking about today. And obviously, if you are interested into analyzing some social media, some social networks, then uh, hopefully you will see some interesting and cool demos how you can do it with Apache Kafka. But even if that's not necessarily your main focus, I think there are some things which you can uh, take away from this talk. And one of them is that Apache Kafka is more than just the messaging broker. And uh, I would like to stress out two different things what Apache Kafka is. And the first one is that it's an amazing ecosystem of different components and projects and things which nicely fit together. And uh, later during the demos, we will use all different parts of the ecosystem. And uh, hopefully I will manage to show in the demos how nicely and easily they can all work together and, and cooperate and how they make it easy to do some interesting or cool things uh, without really too much uh, effort. The, the Apache Kafka ecosystem starts with the Apache Kafka project, which is part of the Apache Foundation. And that alone has multiple different parts or components. Obviously, it has the messaging brokers, which uh, hopefully everyone heard about. It's kind of the, the core, the center, which is used for, for storing the messages and delivering the messages. But it has some other parts as well. There's, for example, the Connect API, which is used for integration between Kafka and other systems. There's uh, the Streams API, which is uh, uh, Kafka's own stream processing engine. There are obviously the, the Java clients, the consumers and the producers for sending or consuming messages. Then there are the mirror maker tool, which is used for mirroring data between different Kafka cluster that now actually has uh, even two versions, uh, uh, one and two. The two is the one you should be hopefully using today as uh, the one will be removed soon. But so all of this is already part of the Apache Kafka project. But then it goes way beyond that because there's a lot of stuff which is outside the, the Kafka project which works with these things. And uh, when you use Apache Kafka, it's very common that you use some schema registries to store the schemas of your messages, uh, the, the structure and describe them. Obviously not everyone is using Java. So there are many other clients for, for other languages, uh, Golang, C, C++, uh, Python, JavaScript, whatever you can think of. Uh, there are operators such as the Streamsy project I work on, which make it easy to run uh, Kafka on Kubernetes. There are all kinds of UIs. There are different uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence tools, which have nice integration with, uh, with Kafka. If you don't want to use the Streams API, there's a bunch of other stream processing engines which have great Kafka support. And then just for the Kafka Connect API, there's all kind of different connectors for integrating it with other systems. So, so the ecosystem is really a strong side of the, of the Apache Kafka project. And I think that really distinguishes it from, from many other projects. And that's what actually allows you when you want to do something like uh, 
building your own social media analytics that actually makes it quite easy because you don't need to develop everything from scratch you just take these pieces like uh, like a puzzle pieces and basically plug them together and uh, that way doing stuff is much easier than if you need to build everything from zero now the other thing which apache kafka is is right, that uh, it's yeah, even... we got it we got we yeah. got a question real quick um, yeah. So, how is Kafka different from Redis? Uh, so, uh, I would say that it depends a lot on on your on your use cases and how you want to use it. I think, in a way, both Redis and Kafka they are kind of a bit in the middle between a database and streaming and messaging platform. I would say that maybe Redis is a bit more on the on the database side or key value store side, Kafka is maybe a bit more on the streaming side, but there are things which you, you can do with both of them. And then there are things which uh, where they would be different and there are use cases where Redis would be better choice and Kafka would be better choice for other use cases. So it's not like they are completely the same. It's a bit, each one will fit slightly different use cases. Okay, cool, thank you. So Kafka is also even streaming platform. Now that sounds like a great buzzword for, for presentations, right? And if you would Google it, there will be many different definitions. One definition which I like quite a lot is that uh, even streaming platform should be something what has these five different features. It can import the events from some other system it should be able to store them and distribute them to the different uh, components, clients. It should be able to process these events. And then at the end, usually it should be able to export these events to some other system again. And uh, at least if you look at it from this definition, then the Apache Kafka project fits perfectly because the different parts of the Kafka project, they nicely match the different functionalities. The Connect API, that's what's responsible for the integration between the outside world and Apache Kafka to import or export the messages. Then the broker, that's kind of a central component which, uh, which does the uh, storing of the messages uh, and distributing them to the different clients. And uh, with the Kafka broker, even in some patterns and use cases, you can even use it as a long-term storage. For example, when you do uh, even sourcing and, uh, and things like that. And then the streams API, that's really the, the processing engine, which takes care of the, of the processing part. So again, it's more than just the messaging, more than just delivering the messages from point A to point B. It uh, can do all these other things uh, as well. And uh, that's really what we will do today. So what we will do is we will start with, uh, with Twitter and uh, the Twitter API. Hopefully everyone knows about Twitter. And even if you don't use it yourself, you probably heard about this uh, Elon Musk guy, maybe buying it, maybe not buying it and so on. So we will use Twitter and we will use their APIs to get the tweets from Twitter using the, the Kafka Connect. And uh, 
We will also use there another great Apache project, uh, which is Apache Camo, which uh, provides a bunch of connectors, which can talk with the Twitter API. And then with the Kafka Connect, we will load these tweets and send them to the Kafka brokers. And from there, we will have different uh, stream processing engines, which will which will read the tweets and uh, then uh, do some stuff, process them, uh, and uh, and then in some cases, for example, send something back to the Twitter API. And of course, we will do all of this uh, on top of Kubernetes. And uh, to run the Kafka components, we will use the StreamZ project. So let's uh, look a bit more in detail into the different parts of this. Uh, and then uh, after we get through it, we will then jump into the demos and into the source code and into the YAMLs and so on to get more on the, on the practical side of things. So first we will start with the Twitter API, which basically like any other service, it has some, some API which allows you to get different information. You can get the, the timeline, which is kind of the tweets and retweets and so on from the people you are following on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, use it for direct messages. If you want to send someone some messages or receive the messages from someone which are not publicly visible uh, by anyone else. And then you can do also other things such as search for some keywords or some queries. And this is what we'll be using in the, in the demos to get the data. Uh, now, there is a free version of the API available, which has some, some rate limits, but I actually use the free version uh, in the demos. So you do not need to have any special paid access or anything. And uh, at the end, when I will share the, the repository with all the source codes and so on, if you would want to try it at home, then you actually can uh, try it yourself. You can just register the account and, uh, and play with it. Then the next part which we will use will be the Kafka Connect. Now, that's... Uh, a standalone component of the Apache Kafka project. Uh, I quite often run into people who seem to think that connect and the connectors, that's part of the brokers directly, but it's that's not the case. It's, it's a separate uh, process, basically, when you run it separate Java virtual machine and, uh, uh, and you run it separately and basically connects to the Kafka brokers just as a regular clients, consumers or producers. And uh, it works with these connector plugins, uh, which are basically the plugins is what provides the functionality for integrating it with, uh, with other systems. And there are always two types of the, of the plugins. There are either source connectors or sync connectors. And uh, the source connectors, they are used to source the data. So if you want to get the data from some, from some other system into Kafka, that's when you use the source connectors. And then the, the sync connectors, that's what you use if you want to get the data from your Apache Kafka brokers into some other system. And in our case, the other system will be Twitter and the Twitter API. Now, the thing is that if you just get the Kafka connect from the Apache Kafka project, it actually provides just the framework, just the foundation. And you need to add the connector plugins, which, uh, which implement the 
the support for the different uh, systems and integrations. And if you Google it on GitHub, you will find all kinds of connectors. But actually, the Apache Camel project, which is uh, one of the biggest Apache projects, I think uh, it actually offers several hundred different integrations between different systems. And you can use them in, a, in a multiple different ways. And one of these ways is that you can use it as Apache Kafka connectors inside uh, Kafka Connect. And that's what I will be using here. There are three particular connectors. There's the Twitter timeline, Twitter search, and Twitter direct messages connectors, which uh, which I will basically use, and they will for me talk with uh, the Twitter APIs. So again, it's just another piece of the puzzle which I basically take and I just use it to to do all the magic for me. Then the Kafka brokers. That will obviously be the thing which will be in the middle of everything, which will be used to, to get the messages from Connect and store them, send them to the consumers, producers, and then send it back uh, again. But also all of the other components, they basically use the Kafka brokers to store the data. They basically use it as a storage. So it's Kafka brokers what provides the reliability and availability and the scalability because uh, the other the streams api the kafka connect they basically use it as a storage to store the configurations and to store data so so it's not just used for the tweets which will be sending through it but also as a storage for all the other components and then the the streams api is what i will be using for the for the stream processing uh, what's interesting is that the Connect API, it's really a separate process which, uh, which runs some work nodes. And when you deploy the connectors, they have some tasks which are scheduled on top of these, these work nodes. Uh, whereas the Streams API, it actually takes completely opposite approach. It's not some complicated framework where you would have some workers and you would do some scheduling. It's really just a Java library which you can include in, uh, in your application and just, uh, and just use it. Uh, and despite it being really just a simple application, it actually offers quite a lot of functionality. It can do all kinds of stateless operations such as, I don't know, transforming messages, data enrichment, but it can do also stateful operations uh, such as grouping or aggregations. It can do joins between different uh, streams, between different topics. It can do windowing uh, to kind of process the events based on some time windows. Uh, and uh, again, it's basically just clever way how to use the Kafka consumers and producers. So it's very nicely scalable because it basically can scale uh, very well with the Kafka brokers uh, used as the data storage. And then because the Streams API is uh, just a jar, just a library which you can include anywhere, I'm actually running my applications using this uh, Quarkus uh, framework or Java stack, which which is designed for, for cloud native deployments. And it's kind of, it has some optimizations for fast startup and small memory footprint. And uh, it can do the nice things such as take Java and uh, compile it natively into a single 
executable. Uh, and it has also great integration for the Kafka consumers, producers, and for the streams API. But just because I use it, it doesn't mean that you would need to use it if you want to build something similar yourself. You can really just take the streams API and include it in whatever framework you use, uh, or even if you don't use any framework, you can just include it in your plain Java application and, uh, and use it there. And then uh, in one of the demos, I will actually do a little bit of uh, deep learning. And for that, I'm using this uh, deep Java learning uh, library. Uh, which builds on top of some other frameworks. Uh, and to be honest, this is not fully area I understand too much, but if you want to get started with something like image classification or object detection or sentiment analysis, uh, this actually, and, and you are using Java, this actually makes it uh, very easy to get started with something and to get something working. So. If you are like me, you don't understand it much, but you want to try it, then uh, this might be a good start for you. And then of course, I will use Streamsy to run all the Kafka things uh, because uh, yeah, that makes it just uh, easier for me than to deploy everything manually. Now that was a lot of talking about the different components and uh, Maybe it's now the right time to actually look into the real thing uh, and how it's running and how you can deploy it and uh, get a bit more of a command line experience. So I already deployed uh, all these things and they are actually running. Some of them are running for a very long time because uh, I don't really use this just as a demo for some talks on meetups, which I deploy 30 minutes before. But if you heard about this uh, dog fooding concept that you should be kind of using your own products, then this is my dog fooding of the Streamsy project and of Apache Kafka. So I actually use this and it actually runs since I think last summer when I, when I first deploy it and I just keep updating it. So it's really running and crunching the data all time along and uh, yeah, so that's why it's already de deployed and I will just show how you can deploy it, but I will not fully deploy it live. But the key part is the the operator, the Streamsy operator, which is what keeps all of these things running without me really taking care of it daily. And once I have the operator deployed, I basically control everything uh, through the YAML files describing the different components. And now I know that uh, in the meetups here, there were a lot of different operators uh, before. So I don't think I need to explain the, the concept of operators in too much detail, but basically you just create this Kafka custom resource if you want to get the Kafka cluster deployed. And then uh, you can just configure all the details of uh, of the Kafka cluster, you can give it some resources. Like this is really just running on my home cluster. So it's not a huge Kafka cluster. Uh, you can configure 
the listeners, including the things such as the authentication and uh, an authorization. So you don't really need to do all these things manually. You just uh, use the YAML to tell the operator what to do. You can configure the the storage. There's built-in support for Prometheus metrics. So you get that out of the box as well. And uh, similarly, you configure Zookeeper and uh, and all the other components. Uh, what maybe is a bit special about Strimzy is that we have these topic and user operators, which uh, allow us to manage uh, with the operator pattern, not just the, the clusters, the Kafka or the connect cluster, but also the users and topic which exist in the Kafka cluster. And uh, yeah, we will see that I use it to basically make sure all the demo is using authentication, authorization, uh, uh, as part of all the different components. And you basically create the resource like this and that keeps the cluster running. Uh, so you can see when I listed the pods, there are the three Kafka brokers. Uh, there's It's still using uh, Zookeeper as the Zookeeper as Kafka is not production ready yet. So so the Zookeeper cluster is there as well and uh, and so on. And then in the same way with Strimzy, you can also deploy the Kafka Connect cluster. Now, because I use the authentication, I first use the Kafka user resource to actually create the, the user, which the Connect cluster will use when connecting to the, to the Kafka brokers. And then I give it the name, my Connect, and then I can also specify all the authorization rights, which it should have. So I need to give it the rights to to write and read to the different topics. And uh, then the next thing I will need, and it's commented out here because I don't want to show the real values uh, here, but I will need a secret with the Docker credentials because uh, as I explained, the Kafka Connect itself, it doesn't really have the integrations. It doesn't have the connector plugins and I will need to add them to the deployment. So what, I will do is I will basically tell Strimzy to download these plugins and then build a new container image and push it into my container registry. And that's what this uh, secret with the Docker credentials is needed for. And then obviously to talk with the Twitter APIs, I will need the Twitter credentials uh, as well. So uh, yeah, again, I create secret with all the access tokens and uh, consumer keys and I will then use it in the connectors as well. And then I have the Kafka Connect custom resource where uh, I tell it all the different things, uh, where is the Kafka cluster, where it should connect to, how it should authenticate and uh, how it should uh, verify the cluster, the broker's identity. And then in this build section, I can basically tell it, uh, Okay, I want you to build me a new container image, which should be pushed here into the Quay registry. And it should have these connector plugins. It should have the Camel Twitter search plugin, where I basically just tell it where it can download the package with the, with the binaries of the connector. And then it should do the same for the timeline connector and for the direct messages connector. And when I deploy it or when I deployed it, uh, some time ago, then Strimzy basically takes these, downloads these, and gives me a deployed Kafka Connect cluster 
which already contains all these connectors and I can just use them. And then the another thing which I will need is uh, I will need to pass there this external configuration with the Twitter credentials because that's what will be needed uh, to be used by the connectors when we create them in the in the next step. And uh, yeah, again, that's already deployed and already running. And uh, when I, for example, check the the status of the Kafka Connect deployment, you can see that it tells me here which connector plugins are available, and you can see all the all the camel connectors for the for the Twitter are here, and they are always both the source and the sync connectors because we will read some of the messages, but we will also then send something uh, back. So that was the, the first part of the demo. And now what we really did there is we just prepared the foundation, right? We deployed the Kafka cluster, we deployed the Kafka Connect cluster, and they are now there and running. And we should do something uh, interesting with it. And the first thing we will do with it is that we will create this uh, timeline word cloud. So what we'll do is we'll use one of the connectors to read all the tweets from my from the timeline of my, my personal account. So all the all the tweets from the accounts I'm following. And then we will use the Kafka Streams API to analyze the tweets. And uh, we will try to find out the topics which I am most interested in and which are kind of most common in my in my timeline. And then we will expose the results using the REST API and, uh, and try to kind of visualize them in some, in some interesting uh, way. And I will first again uh, show how it can be, how it is deployed. And then we will move to the source code to go a bit uh, through the source code, how that looks like. And then at the end, uh, hopefully it all works and we should see the, see the results. So the first thing we would need to do is we would need to deploy the connector, which will be reading the tweets from the Twitter API for me. And uh, again, I use the streams operator to deploy it. And so I first create the Kafka topic, which I call Twitter timeline, which uh, where I will send the tweets, which it consumes from, from Twitter. And then I will create this Kafka connector where I uh, say, okay, please use the common Twitter timeline source connector. And then in the configuration, I say, okay, please send the messages you read to the Twitter timeline topic. Uh, the timeline time type home, that means basically read the tweets from the accounts which I'm following, which I'm subscribed to. So basically read the timeline. And then I need to give it the, the credentials to how uh, to connect and authenticate to the Twitter API. So I basically pass that as environment variable. So uh, yeah, it's just a placeholder which is visible in the YAML, but uh, in the actual deployment, it gets automatically replaced by the environment variables from the secret. And, uh, and that way it can connect and authenticate. And then uh, in the section about the uh, converters, 
I basically configure the connector to to marshal the messages as uh, as JSONs, which uh, yeah is kind of universal and it's easy to read, but it's also uh, easy to process in the application consuming it. So yeah, that's why I'm using JSON. And then again, when you when you deploy it. I can just uh, get the YAML of the resource from the Kubernetes cluster. And uh, yeah, you can see it's as exactly as it was in the YAML. And you can see that it's uh, now running. So it should be consuming the, the tweets from my timeline. And then the second thing I need for this demo is the actual stream processing application, where again, I create first the user we already saw this and then the application itself is just a regular kubernetes deployment where uh, i use the pre-built image and i just configure the all the credentials for the mtls authentication and so on and i just run it as a regular deployment and then i use ingress to to make the the rest api and the and the ui accessible so so that's the deployment uh, and when I switch here, then uh, we can have a look at the at the code. And again, as I mentioned, uh, there will be link at the end with uh, with the GitHub repo with all the all the source code, so you can check it in detail. But yeah, if you are familiar with Maven uh, with Java development, this is just a regular Maven project which includes the the Quarkus framework, and then uh, it also includes uh, this. Uh, Quarkus uh, Kafka Streams extension to make it easier to use the Kafka Streams API. But, but as I said, if you don't want to use Quarkus, you don't need to worry about this. You can use the Kafka Streams API from, uh, from any, any application, any framework or, or anything. And then in the actual source code, so these are the parts which I actually had to write. The, all the rest, uh, we're just putting together different components and different projects is the actual streams processing application. And uh, every Kafka streams application basically has this, this topology, which basically describes how should it work? What should it be processing? What should it do with the events? And in my case, I start with a stream. The stream is basically just all the messages which are coming from some Kafka topic. In my case, it's the tweets topic, which is this Twitter timeline topic where we are getting the, the JSON messages with, uh, with uh, the tweets. And then I specify this, uh, this CERDES. The CERDES stands for serialization and deserialization. And it's kind of a object which, uh, which helps me to automatically serialize or deserialize the messages. So as I said, the connector will send me the tweets as JSON, but JSON itself is not that easy to work with Java directly if I would work with the nodes and the children and so on. Uh, but I use this uh, these CERDES and I have here this tweet CERDES which basically automatically decodes for me the JSON into Java classes. And I can then basically just take the, take the tweets and use the getters uh, to get the different fields from the tweet and the different information. So this first line basically creates a stream with uh, 
with tweets, which I can work with. And then I use all kinds of different transformations for it. So the first thing in this demo, I'm not really interested in any metadata. I'm not interested about who exactly sent the tweet, where was it sent from, which continent, which country, which city. I'm interested only in the text of the tweet. So basically what I do with this first step, I extract the actual text of the tweet. And then the, the actual thing which I'm doing here is, is kind of the, the beginner demo of Kafka Streams API and it's counting words. So what I do with this text is I split it by white spaces so that I get the individual words. And then because uh, English or basically any language contains a lot of words which, uh, which do not necessarily have uh, uh, some specific meaning. So I filter every word which is shorter than three characters. And then I have this long list of kind of ignored words which are kind of the common words about then this, that, from, which don't really tell me much about the interest. So I just filter them out. And then what I do is, uh, and I also filter out some other things such as URL links and so on. And then what I do is uh, I basically group these words and I counted how many times the day appeared. And uh, that gives me basically a, a stream with events, but also a table which basically says, okay, the word uh, uh, Kubernetes appeared so many times, the word uh, OpenShift appeared so many times and so on. And uh, all I need to do is uh, to just query it and uh, use the results. And for that, I have there this very simple REST API where I basically have this all time slash top slash and some, some integer for the count uh, endpoint, which always gives me, for example, the 10 or 20 or 50 most common words, which the streams application uh, found and just returns it uh, as a JSON. And uh, to get the data, that's in this interactive queries Java application, where I basically have this method uh, which queries the streams API application, and it basically gets the values, gets the words with the with the counts, with the numbers, and then it just sorts them and picks up the the top n results and sends them back as a JSON. So so it's not that complicated. It's really just few Java files, but uh, when I now switch to the to the browser, uh, then here is the application uh, opened, and yeah, you can pretty much see what it found. And now you don't know my Twitter timeline, but if you would know, it's actually pretty accurate. So there's a lot of stuff about cloud, Red Hat. Uh, 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 learn Google and so on data, but there's also, for example, this AVFC or, or Villa, or there will be somewhere Aston. That's for example, about the Aston Villa football club, which I follow. So yeah, that's kind of another of my interests, which, uh, which shows up quite a lot in the, in the, in the timeline. And that's why I see it here in the world cloud. And, uh, yeah, I think it really kind of nicely represents, uh, 
the the content of what I'm following. Uh, also, as an alternative, you can do a slightly different application, which uh, doesn't count the regular words, but instead focus more on on hashtags or on mentions. So the advantage here is that you don't get so much different stuff uh, with the common words, which don't have really any actual meaning and you get more specific results. So again, you can see that it doesn't completely differ. There's open source, cloud native, Kubernetes, cloud, OpenShift, Red Hat, uh, again, AVFC, that's the football club. So you can kind of see it quite nicely here as, uh, as well. So, so that's kind of the, the first demo, which was, uh, about analyzing your timeline and uh, now i think it worked uh, quite nicely but to be honest i know what's in my timeline so i do not really need this word cloud and you might not be interested in what's in my timeline so you don't you might not care about the the word cloud either so let's have a look at something uh, something slightly different slightly more practical and that's pretty much the demo which I did on the data on Kubernetes day. We can just go a bit more into the detail. Uh, uh, but now we will use some sentiment analysis. And what we will do is we will run some search on uh, on Kafka Connect to uh, to find some words, some tweets with some special keywords. And then we will use the streams API and machine learning to detect the sentiment of these tweets. And if they are positive or negative, we will basically retweet them with some message and uh, now you can imagine a more practical use for this than in the previous demo because if you have some project like uh, i for example work on streamsy or if you have your own company you can just configure a search to look for or tweets about your project or company and you can use this to automatically analyze them and if there is some nice positive tweet you can uh, thank the person and you can retweet it or if it's something negative, then maybe you can find out what's the problem and try to fix it. So uh, yeah, just not to, to not forget, if you want to take part in this, you can tweet something with the hashtag BYOSMA, build your own social media analytics. That's what the search is configured for. And uh, yeah, if you send such tweet, then uh, uh, yeah, it will be, caught in the demo and uh, and shown in the uh, in the in the code so again to get quickly through how this is deployed we already saw how to deploy the connector this is pretty much the same i'm just using the search connector this time and i specify the keyword which i'm looking for that's the hashtag uh, uh, which i talked about and then i have also the second connector, which is this time a sync connector, and that's what I will use to basically retweet the, the tweets which match the search and which are sufficiently positive or negative. And uh, when I send messages to a Kafka topic, then this connector will automatically pick this up and send it to the Twitter API as a, as a retweet. And uh, as an alternative, 
uh, it's commented out and I don't will not use it in the demo, but sometimes or if you decide to play with this uh, at home, you might not want your main account to, for example, retweet things which everyone can see while playing with it. So you can also use this direct message sync connector to just send it as a direct messages and, uh, and keep it less visible. And then uh, again, I have to deploy the sentiment analysis application, which is just a regular Kubernetes deployment. But what's more interesting is uh, how does the application look, uh, look here in the, in the source code. And uh, so what I really do is I configure these topics. One is the source topic, one is the output topic. And then I again build the topology. And this time I also use the deep Java learning library to, uh, to load a pre-trained model for, for sentiment analysis. And that's what I will use to kind of analyze the tweets. And what I do again, I build the stream. I start with the source topic and the, and the service. And then I just filter out uh, the retweets because I don't want to get alerts for every single retweet, just want to watch for the original tweets. And then I basically do the prediction. Uh, again, as I said, if you like me have only very little clue, clue about machine learning and artificial intelligence, this is really easy to use because you just take this predictor and you call this predict method on the text from the tweet. And it gives you back some classification which basically says that it's either positive or negative with some probability. And I prepare basically this, this new Twitter message, which says, okay, the following tweet was classified as, and this is where we will fill in the, the positive or negative, and we will fill in the percentage as well. And then we will share the link. And, uh, and then we will just send it to the alert topic and uh, the sync connector will take care of retweeting it. So, so the difference from the previous demo is that there's no REST API, there's no UI. It's, uh, it's kind of common than using the streams API that you start with some Kafka topic, you do something, you end up with some other Kafka topic without any UIs and REST API. So that's an example of that kind of uh, application. And now when I switch to my Twitter account, one of the many Twitter accounts I use for, for demos, then I can try to tweet something nice. So let's say uh, the weather today was very nice. It was sunny, it was, let's say, warm and sunny. And we had a lot of fun. Now I know it might sound silly, but that should give us some nice 99% positive result. So now I have to add the hashtag, build your own social media analytics. And now I'm going to tweet it. And when I switch back to the command line, I can get the logs of the, of the pot, which is doing the sentiment analysis and it's reading through the messages and hopefully it, uh, it sees the message uh, from the tweet 
which is just sent. Uh, here it is. So it says it just logs here that it's tweeting the tweet. When I switch to the browser again to the Yakubobot account, which uh, I'm using for the retweets, then uh, what we can see here is uh, yeah, that it found this tweet which I just published, and it says uh, that it's 99.87% uh, positive. So yeah, exactly. That's why I try to be so super positive here so that we get this nice result. So that was the, the second demo. And now let's do the third demo and let's try to do it something, something slightly different. Now in the, in the previous demos, it was something prepared. Uh, I developed the application, I built the container image, I did the deployment in my Kubernetes cluster and it's running there continuously and doing some analysis. And, uh, and that's great. But sometimes you want to do just some, some ad hoc analysis just to play with it, try things, experiment with the different ideas and so on. And you can do this as, uh, as well. So for example, uh, my colleague Gunnar Morling, who is one of the uh, authors of the Debezium uh, Kafka connector, which just changed data capture. And by the way, if you are interested in uh, how to kind of link database with Kafka and get the event stream from database into the Kafka topic, then Debezium is definitely something you should look into. But what he always says is that when you tweet something, you should attach some media, like some picture, for example, because that gets more attention and that gives you more retweets. So what we are going to do now is we will try and see if we can confirm this uh, this thing which he's saying of already just made it up and it's completely not true. And uh, this time I'm actually going to to start with the with the code. And this is just the just the properties for the application. So uh, Let's just change the application ID so that it doesn't uh, doesn't link to some previous runs. And then the application is really simple. It's what it does. It reads again the tweets from from my timeline, and uh, it basically filters out all retweets because we don't want to count every retweet multiple times. We want to see just just once. And then it does grouping of the tweets based on some custom aggregation. And then uh, instead of sending it to another topic, we just use this peak method to basically log the results into the, into the command line. And now when I check the aggregation I'm using here, what the aggregation basically does is it is called for every tweet and it checks whether the tweet contains some images or doesn't contain some images. And uh, then for, each of those counts the average number of, uh, of retweets. So it basically counts the average for the tweets with some picture and for the tweets without some picture. And then basically as, as we will run it, it will be just printing the results into the, into the command line. So let's get into the right directory. And with this uh, Quarkus framework, you can run this Maven Quarkus 
devmol, which is kind of the developer model, where it will just run it from the command line and it has all these features like live code changes and so on, but we won't do that here. We will really just run the application. It's now running and you can see that it's uh, doing the counting. And now it looks like it's at the end of the of the topic. So it analyzed uh, over 1,500, 1,600 tweets. Remember, it's not counting retweets, so it's just the original tweets. And the result is that if the tweet had some picture attached, then it has in average 1.8 retweets. And if it didn't have any, any picture attached, then it has only 0.6 retweets. So, I mean, 1,500, that's not that many tweets. That's not a big sample, but it sounds like Gunnar is absolutely right. And if you want to get more retweets, you should attach some, some pictures or videos or something to your, your tweets as well. And by the way, it's not the obviously not the first time I'm running this and sometimes the results are are much bigger sometimes uh, I even had over seven retweets uh, in average sometimes it's less it, it really depends on uh, on what kind of tweets uh, are in the timeline right now but yeah in general it's always more retweets with the picture than uh, without the picture so that's uh, that's it for the demos, but you can obviously try it yourself and try to build other ideas. So for example, I don't know, you can try to find out what's the right time when you should publish your tweets, or you can play with things such as uh, finding out where are the people uh, tweeting about you or your project from, or what applications are they using. And you can of course also try this with, with other social networks. There are many Kafka connectors for, for other platforms as well. So it's not just, not just Twitter. Now, here are the links for most of the projects I, I used. Uh, as a kind of uh, shameless plug, uh, in the Streamzy project, we are right now running our Streamzy community survey. So if you are a Streamzy user, if you are interested in Kafka on Kubernetes, or even if you consider Streamzy, but for whatever reason chose some other operator, it would be really great if you can spend a few minutes and fill in the survey and uh, help us make, uh, make Streamzy better. And that's it here on this. On, Where is yeah. the, uh, the sample repo they could get um, to get the sample code? Exactly. So in this link, this uh, jsch.cz slash dok meetup 2022, that's what takes you to the to the GitHub repository, which uh, which has all the source codes, all the YAMLs, uh, and uh, the instructions how to create the secrets and how to run it. So if you want to try this, this is where you where you should go and uh, what you should. Uh, check out and there you can find all the details. All right, pretty good. Straightforward enough. As always, amazing to have you with us. And folks, you got the link right here. Uh, we can, well, the, these slides will be shared as well too. Um, and you're easy to find on, on Slack, as I mentioned in the beginning. 
absolute pleasure. I'm so glad we got to take this further after having the shorter version in KubeCon. This was definitely worth the wait to get the full version, seeing the, the demos going, taking this uh, that much further. Always, always great to have you with us. You do an amazing job. Being a maintainer is not easy. I don't want to say it's overrated, underrated, but it's hard and it's not for everybody. I really appreciate your kindness and patience in everything that you do. You have a lot of fans out there and we're really lucky to have you as part of our community as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me here. And before we finish though, I do need you to uh, stop sharing your screen so that I can share mine. Yes. Because as is tradition, and you may be well aware of this, but let me just, uh, I gotta do my technical part. Um, so, uh, there we go, there we go, there we go, good. So as is tradition in our community, while we are having these wonderful presentations, we have someone in the back who's doing something equally wonderful, which is creating an artistic depiction of all the different things we're talked about. So here we have uh, our amazing artwork that's always being done by our dear friend Angel, showing the different things that were covered in Jakob's uh, talk, as well as the different concepts that were mentioned, different things that we saw and being able to put these things together in a different way. So thank you very much once again, and always looking forward to the next live stream because we know there will be a next one, hopefully before KubeCon. So that being said, folks, thank you very much for joining us today and we'll see you soon. All right, take care.